Hi, I'm Rui Branco. Welcome to Talking Usework, a podcast brought to you by the Future Labs Project. Talking Usework is a series of 15 podcast interviews to usework experts and practitioners that have a say when it comes to innovation in usework either because they are using creative methods to empower young people, researching on use trends or responsible for use policies at international level. Like a shot of inspiration, all of our guests have a unique point of view about how can use workers shake up, upgrade and innovate on their daily work. Hi, Anita Silva here. Together with Hui, we are hosting this podcast, and today we had the pleasure to talk with Gary Kish. Gary is an international trainer uh, from Hungary, and he trains both in the corporate world as well as in the youth work world. Uh, we talked about how youth workers can help young people develop their skills uh, concerning dealing with mistakes concerning um, how to react in situations where things happen that was unexpected. And actually, Gary trains youth workers to do this using improvisation theater. So we talked about improvisation theater as a method, as a tool to help young people develop life skills, important life skills, like curiosity, acceptance, being in the moment. And Through that conversation, we discovered a lot of the principles of improvisation theater as such. Uh, improvisation uh, skills such as being able to say yes and, uh, to accept what the other gives you and to add something to it, to construct collaboratively a story, a given story. Then Gary gave us really good tips of where to start. Um, I mentioned that there is a Facebook group specifically for improvisation, theater and youth work, where you can find a lot of articles, projects that are currently happening in Europe, different researches that show how improvisation theater can actually support education, very interesting things. And also he mentioned a book by Keith Johnston, about improvisation for storytellers and he recommends this book if you want to begin using these techniques so it was a very interesting conversation for us and we hope you like it let's talk youth work hi gary good morning good morning anita and Rui. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here in our little show And uh, the first thing I think everybody's curious about is, who are you? Who is Gary Kish? I, I know we're talking now, we're in Lisbon, and you are in Budapest? Is that correct? In Prague at the moment. In, in the Prague. Prague. We're going to Budapest this afternoon, yes. <laughs> okay. But you're Hungarian, right? Yes. So tell me a little bit about uh, what do you do? Who are you? Where you okay. came from, the origin story of the superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I work as a freelance trainer, and um, uh, I think I've, I'm characterized uh, by working in both sectors, both in the youth sector and both in the business sector. Mm -hmm. And then when I was finishing uh, university, I really didn't know what to do with my life as when I was 25, 26. What were and you then, studying in university? Uh, in European studies and international relations, uh -huh. with the combination of business studies. Right. Uh, 
and also basically this is also what I'm doing these days uh, within European youth work. So it's, it's also a nice uh, parallel line. So I didn't know what to do with my life, and I started working uh, in the business sector uh, as a trainer, educator. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I always had a passion for non-form education. And I started to also educate myself as a trainer and facilitator with a, with a youth association. It's called Edjesek Youth Association in Hungary. And also I've been engaged uh, uh, with this association for 10 years now. This fall will be the first, uh, this will be for 10 years now. And uh, I really like I, how it, I, this, this whole 10 years was like a journey also. Mm-hmm. Like because I'm really combining both this the, the practical approach of the business sector to bring it to European youth work. And basically what I do is that I'm trying to give this entrepreneur mindset uh, to youth workers and youth leaders that take your life into your own hands and then make uh, uh, decisions, uh, take ownership, and then create uh, your impact around you. And then how you create impact, uh, this is you are going to... Uh, this is how you can contribute to society, how it can grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the last four years, uh, I apply, uh, I, I basically re-explored theater and improvisation, theater improvisation, and uh, I'm, it has become uh, my main voice as a trainer. Mm-hmm. And I also use it in both business and in, also in the youth sector. And I use it for, as a main method, I use it for soft skills, communication skills, public speaking, leadership skills. Uh, and also I use it for entrepreneurial skills mm-hmm. and uh, creativity. Probably these could be the main topics that I'm, I'm working with, working on. So you are frequently in contact with a lot of youth workers from around Europe who you train. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay. And, you know, this, this our Future Lab project is about innovation in youth work. And before going into the topic that is your passion uh, and is a little bit our passion too, which is uh, creativity and in your case, improv uh, theater techniques. I I wanted to ask you, how do you perceive this um, community of youth work? How do you perceive youth workers um, in the sense that how do you see them as professionals? Are they creative, eager? uh, Are they uh, curious? I don't know. How how would you... Engaged. Yeah. How would you define this this bunch of people that work with young people around Europe. Do they feel they are a community or just uh, separate people? I think it's a community with lots of potential. Mm. And every time I go to one of these events and I'm always amazed by the richness of resources and methods. Mm. And I always go there, come back and I see how much I can still (laughs) learn and improve. And how... Really, like also for me now, like the one of these uh, exciting element of uh, work has become how to combine improvisation with a different method. Mm-hmm. Also, like uh, recently, I was involved in a very nice project which hasn't uh, been uh, uh, taking place yet, but it will uh, happen soon. How to combine improvisation with clowning, uh-huh. and then uh, and then uh, and then uh, the focus will be mistakes, and then we will explore. Uh, the mistakes, attitude to mistakes, uh, through these two methods. And also, I really meet very inspirational people. And then I would say it's like a, a community with full of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And also with people who want to learn, who want to grow, and also want to also make other people uh, learn and grow with, with the joy 
this is how I can, yeah. It's not <laughs> a sentence. Joy, joyful, inspiring people. Yeah. And do, do you feel that uh, uh, the the work that youth workers prepare has uh, real results in the the in the in the world with with working with youngsters or sometimes in some areas uh, uh, I see that people are very engaged inside the community but sometimes it's difficult to pass the the knowledge and the information and the skills to the outside yeah to have real impact yeah to have the real impact uh, this is uh, i think i can agree with that and i can see the same that so for instance in hungary and we talk about schools and formal education i hear about lots of good methods that teachers create for themselves and for their little community and i think that's already an impact on a local level on a, maybe on a national level but how to take it to international level it's it's The challenge is there also I, I see now because I'm this is what I'm taking now, to the, taking improvisation to an international level, which is already there, and trying to creating this network of people who use the same method. Mm -hmm. That's why I also I created a year ago this uh, Facebook group called Improvisation in Youth Work and uh, channeling all the different uh, projects, uh, articles, and then people who are running projects using main method uh, improvisation as the main method Gary, that, uh, that's a great resource is it a public group it's a public group it's on facebook and what's the name because this is really useful for our listeners improvisation in youth work okay and so there you gather um people that are using that method with young people and they share resources and methods and experiences mm -hmm. also i think no mm -hmm. exactly Okay. It's basically sh sharing uh, articles, uh, opportunities, exchanging ideas, how to use the method for uh, such a purpose. And the idea is that also that there are also young people and also youth workers. So it's it's not a closed bubble for only the youth workers. It's really like a platform where people who are interested are looking for opportunities and people who work with. So now we have around 850 uh, members of the group. Great. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's really great. So let's talk a little bit more about improv. Um, how, what's, what's, what's improv theater? Because it's different from theater, but for somebody who doesn't know what's the difference, can you mm -hmm. kind of summarize it for us? Yes. First, I would uh, give you the, the definition or the perception of the word, how I perceive. Uh -huh. It's like improvisation. It's, it comes like something not foreseen in the moment. Improvisation. And... Um, I don't need to tell you, like who have uh, Latin, who who has used like a Portuguese, like a Latin language. For for me, it's improvisation is something that I react in a moment to the impulse that comes to me. So it's nothing that I'm running into the future. I don't see what is coming. It's really it's very important that I'm reacting to an impulse, and then the impulse comes, and then I don't know at the moment what will be the reaction to me. And then improvisation theater is based on that principle, so that people go on stage and they have no idea what will happen on stage. It's basically like a, a, a theater without uh, any written script. And then how it works, that uh, people have like uh, structures. So they know the structures within, they are happy and free to improvise. And uh, this uh, genre is ba basically is based on failure because it's a very challenging genre. It's how to also create like a, a moment on stage, which is also giving 
for the for the audience, like a, like a, a trained and scripted theater, because then people really practice the same monologues uh, directed by the director, and then probably they have a higher success to to grab the audience attention. And in improvisation theater, this is a bit different, and I think that's why it's also very valuable for for educational uh, purposes because the actors who are there on stage, they really need to trust each other. They need to work together. They need to read from the other person's body language so that they know what is happening on stage. They are on the same page. They need to be on the same page and they need to create the same story together. And then... So, I, go ahead, go ahead. And then just... And then when it happens, then people can feel that it's really like theater because then then they really work together. And then... They tell a story for the audience that they think it, they, they have been practicing this for four years, but then it was the first moment that they, they created that story on stage. Okay, so what I wanted to say about that, um, I totally agree with you. I also practice a little bit of improv theater, and I think that people that have never watched the show sometimes have trouble to understand exactly that idea of actors go on stage without any script. There's no story. There is no uh, text uh, that we memorized. There's not even a kind of an idea for a story. What normally happens is that we ask the public for a word, an impulse, like you said, uh, and from that story we or from that word actors start improvising and it's really just reacting on each other. Um, mm -hmm. So if somebody says yellow, then I don't know, I come on stage enjoying the sun maybe and you come and join me for God knows what. And, and <laughs> there we go. And we start storytelling, which is what you were talking about. No, it's an improvised way and collaborative way of storytelling, right? Yeah, exactly. And then now as you give me the, the, suggestion a son probably the first thought that came to my mind i would be a seed and i would go grow like into like <laughs> a plant uh by the sunlight it's like yeah this, this is how it goes and yeah. then then maybe you decide as a son to do something else and this is how we create the story together yep exactly and, and, yeah I, I i was listening from i i haven't done improv i would love to do but uh For, from what I'm hearing, it can be uh, improv is like life. Uh, you don't have a script. So I think <laughs> it would be an amazing skill to, for everyone to have because I, I see that you mentioned that you have some kind of structure that you work with. Yes. And, I, and I believe that people should have that structure also for life. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you seen the, the, uh, the connection between being a good improv, uh, improv actor or something and knowing how to deal with failure with the, the 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 sudden things that happen in life maybe i probably i didn't get the question correctly could you repeat the question yes um uh um the question is have you seen any translation from uh, any connection between being a good uh, improv actor and being skillful in handling the, the sudden things in life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Also, like, improvisation taught me how to apply these principles in life. Uh, improvisation works with principles and not rules. Like, uh, principles, uh, basically, it's, it's advice to follow, but if you break it, nothing will happen. Also, like, it's just like sometimes we can break the pattern. And 
maybe I was not cautious with the word structure. Maybe it's like uh, when we talk that improvisers work with the structure, they, we work with the format. And uh, you know the format, what is the format for the night? And then I call it the structure. So it's, it's mm. more like just like to... I agree with you. Clear. I think you think we, because the format is whatever the games or um, we know what we will ask from the audience, if it's a word or something else, and we know that we will have a task. But we don't know yeah. any part of the content within that. So I agree, it's, it's yeah. a format and it has principles. But tell us about those principles, because I think it links with what Rui is asking. What yeah. are the principles that we use on stage that often translate to principles we could use in life? Mm -hmm. for, to me, good step by step. Like, say yes and for scores. Of course, yes and. Yes and. It's Can you explain that, that? Because I think that's very yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, 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 you are the sun. And I, I, I said, okay, like, I'm going to be a seed and I'm going to grow as a plant. And I didn't say that if you are a sun, I didn't say that I'm going to be the darkness uh, and mm -hmm. then I'm going to be the, the night or I'm going to be something else that to, to destroy your your uh, imagination and your proposal mm -hmm. so that I'm going to build on that. And this is yes and. And after that, I start growing and then maybe the sun starts smiling because the sun sees that uh, something is growing because there is sun. So this is the yes and. So accepting one of these, accepting, accepting. Openness. Uh, accept, openness, curiosity, curiosity uh, as an attitude, this positive attitude that also like, uh, also when we start playing like a, uh, This school, the Keith Johnston school, uh, he's a 85-year-old uh, Canadian who's still teaching improvisation, gives master wow. classes. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to, to meet him twice, uh, to attend his master classes. And also in Hungary, the Grun Theater that I'm engaged with, uh, uh, and Andrew Heffler, who is the uh, leader and artist director of this uh, theater mm -hmm. company, is also following the same principle, that start positive, like... We don't want to see quarreling on stage. Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to see good nature and, and good nature. And also we don't need to create conflicts because conflicts can happen that one person is talkative, the other person is silent. And then there is already conflict on stage. So, mm -hmm. so not to generate conflict. And then uh, that, that, that this, uh, and then what else is there? Like uh, this, this curiosity that always investigating what the other person is doing, not to be busy with yourself, Give the full attention to the partner and then read from what is there. Not to invent, to explore. Mm -hmm. Explore what is there, use the potential. It's also like this is how I'm talking about this. Also, this is how I apply my life. It's also like it's a freelance trainer, also person who is uh, giving this mindset to youth workers and young leaders. Go step by step. Don't, don't, like when you build up the story, Go step by step. You don't need to, when you go to the Mount Everest, you don't go there straight. First, you fly to Kathmandu, <laughs> and you go to the first base and the second base. It's the same also in life. With life that when I have a life goal, I know where I want to get. I want to get to Mount Everest, but I need to go step by step. And many times, uh, just finishing the, mm -hmm. uh, the, many times, I think that gives the biggest frustration uh, of also young people. First, they, they don't, know where their Mount Everest is. Second of all, they want to go too quick. And don't they give enough time? And then uh, I see this new generation is uh, it's a very impatient new generation, I think. This is... Uh... And then I'm also trying to think uh, what could be the answer to my question, to, to the question of Rui for the first question that was 
as raised by the previous uh, interviewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, but what do, what do I think will happen in, in, in the future that I don't know yet? Um, but if you weren't 100% sure, that would happen. Okay. Wait, but I think we need to clarify this because <laughs> we're now going to another question. Is that before we started a recording, we shared with Gary that um, the previous guest left a question for the next guest. And Nerius Krauschunas. Exactly. <laughs> Nerius left a question. And we will invite you, Gary, also to leave a question for the next guest before we finish. But um, now that you mention it, you can answer it now. And then I would like to go back to these principles you were talking. So the question of Nerius was exactly this. What is one thing that you are 100% sure will happen in the future? And what will you do with it? I think uh, 100% will happen is that uh, I think this I, I think people will be in space soon I think I don't know okay. when, but we'll be there uh, I think this will happen for sure like I mean not just traveling there but also living there mm-hmm. and what would I do then uh, I'm not sure that uh, It will happen during my lifetime, but then, okay. but then if it can happen, that probably uh, I would love to uh, go and see it, like how 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 it is to experience it, and then I can bring it back and then prepare the young generations for that. Because I think what is important in the future, regarding the future, that we don't know what is happening. It's like something with improvisation, something unseen. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know what is happening, but so how can we get prepared for something that we don't know? Uh, I think we need to be flexible, quickly adapt to situations. And then this is how I come, come back to the, mm-hmm. the, also the principles. Yeah. And also, improvisation is something that, uh, for the, with, the, with the future, that I have no idea what is going to happen in the afternoon. Uh, and also, I don't need to know. Just I think I need to be prepared for the unexpected. I think that's good. And what I would... Uh, bring back for uh, young generations, if I can go up to space, that based on the experience, I might be able to ex- imagine what they would need to know so that they could also go through the experience. So I would prepare them so that they could be in space, maybe for a longer period. Okay. So okay. this is maybe like a question <laughs> two in one. I know. No? I think, I think it's, it's good that you brought that question now because it, it has to do with these principles that you said, which is improv theater if I understand well your point, prepares us to deal with the unexpected, which yes. sounds like an impossible thing, because if it's unexpected, how can I be prepared, no? <laughs> but because it doesn't give us the answers, it doesn't tell you how you're going to react, but kind of prepares an attitude within that reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Which is an attitude exactly. of, when it comes, you don't know what it is, but like you said, and I like the word you used, explore it. Don't try to already invent something new just explore it check be curious about it ask stay questions. with it yeah stay with it which is what i see a lot of improv mm-hmm. actors doing if if you know if you come on stage and tell me you're a seed or act <laughs> like a seed i'm not going to pretend you're not there and and say i'm going to the beach i'm going to explore it and be curious right and see oh what's here a little seed maybe i'll put some water on it or you know explore what and then something will happen you know being sure that curiosity and that attitude of an explorer, like a scientist that wants to uh, figure out what's going on there, that will surely 
uh, bring something up, right? That it will make something happen. It will move the story forward. Yeah, you, you need to act. Otherwise, otherwise it, it, it gets stuck. And then just come back to our example with mm. the sun. And then, uh, yeah, the sun still. Mm-hmm. I'm, the I'm the sun. Seed. I'm the seed and start growing as, as a plant. But uh, you, tell, you, you think that I'm not a seed because I don't see mm. I'm a seed. You see that maybe I'm like just a satellite around you. Then mm. seed is <laughs> in the trash. Yeah, thing. maybe you think you're a seed, but yeah. I don't see it if you don't tell me. And then I'm treating you as a satellite and yeah, you're and acting like a, a seed. And I'm a satellite. <laughs> That's it. And then it was unexpected to me because I thought I'm 100% sure I was a seed. But in a <laughs> moment, I need to change into a satellite. And then we go from that story that the sun and the satellite probably in the sp- space. Yeah. Exactly. So you will have to adapt to the interpretation I made or the same way it would happen if you <laughs> interpret me as something else. Otherwise, we are telling two different stories. and then Exactly. So part- one of us has to kind of give in to the other impulse and just follow that. That's mm-hmm. what yes and means. Exactly. Uh-huh. Except yeah, I'm going on it. Yeah, I want. Uh, I wanted to understand that you said that you also work with um, with companies, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I believe that a- a- everyone is a company building up, and that attitude of uh, me as becoming a product that will have an impact in other people's life. Uh, do you see that uh, that availability to the unexpected can be taught? I think it's it's uh, one of the biggest fears, uh, top three fears, is uh, uh, not knowing what is going to happen with us. So it's it's very yeah. much uh, human right. and very much uh, with us. So it's uh, I think it, it doesn't need, and so it's with us. And then how to combine it? I, I think from a human point of view, that also looking at evolution, I think we learn it. But the question is how how we can train it because i think everyone has the skill for some people it takes more for some people it takes less also improvisation you just said Louis, that we improvise all everyone hmm. they like they like just cooking imp- we improvise when we go to the shop or in a conversation it's improvising a bit like it's not it's not that we don't know what is going to we don't know what what is going to happen to us but then there's a conversation and when I go to have a coffee, and also this interview, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea about the question. So probably we're all improvising. <laughs> but, yeah, but we also we have a structure because you have questions. Probably you have like a mm. like a flow in your head, and then you follow the questions. Mm. But within that, you don't know my answers. I don't know your questions, and basically we are building up together. And then also this is like a fluid uh, river. Also, like mm-hmm. when I go off track, you bring me back to the flow to the river. So yeah, but I, I, I believe so. A bit of that's yeah. it. Just like that. Yeah. that is also. I think there is improvisation uh, itself, and then this this is also skill. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I think that the 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 big difference it's that in life we usually have the no, I don't instead of yes and when yes. something happens we fight it. Exactly. We don't have that curiosity to explore what it what's in front of us. What can be? Yeah, and and I think I might have an answer, but what what caught my attention? Why we use this snow that often? Because already when when a, a child is uh, is born, the first uh, control from the parents comes by saying no's, and this is yeah. the at a very early age we learn saying no's. And then when we know that 
you know, we said that we have a bit of control on other people. And I, I think it uh, it uh, originates from that, comes from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, of course, this, the principles you're talking about um, seem very important to develop as principles in life, the capacity to say yes and um, when others gives us something, some kind of input in a conversation that we can accept what's being said and add to it and create um, more uh, richness to add value to conversations, to the places where we work, to the places where we are. So the S and principle, like you said, to accept the other, to accept what comes, to be open to the things that we don't know that will happen, just to keep that attitude of openness um, and curiosity. So these are all uh, important principles in life. And I can imagine uh, that they are very important to work when you with young people, when your job is to help young people develop your skills. So for me, the question now is, how can a youth worker uh, start using improv as a method, uh, as a pedagogical method in non-formal education? Uh, I think the answer to that first, the person needs to go through the experience uh, himself. Themselves. Himself. Yeah, themselves. Right. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, that's important. Like, and then understand the complexity. But I... So that many people use improvisation, improvisation you know, exercises without that mm-hmm. improvisation exercises. Before I really started to focus on the method itself and then explore the richness of of the method. Uh, and many times I see that uh, the method itself works as a as a as like a bit of like a coffee or drug. Really, it works okay. like, because like, it opens up the imagination, it opens up right. curiosity, and then it, with this playful attitude, it really connects people. And then many times also, this is one of the most popular methods uh, for group dynamics and group building and team building exercises, because just like, it clicks, it works. Uh, Okay. Uh, for, so for, first thing would be for youth workers to try themselves the process and to what? Uh, inscribe in an improv class or to, to join an international training on improv? Or? Uh, first, yes, definitely, I would say. If they haven't yeah. used it yet, yes. I think because, again, like if, uh, dep- depends on what type of learner you are, but this, this method really works when, I think, when you do it. It's theater. You can read about theater, but unless you do. And also, it's, I would love to highlight this is that, that through theater improvisation, all these exercises, we don't create theater. Like we, through these theater exercises, we play, we play, we play, and then we come back to this, uh, I think, to the child that is uh, being inside, and then mm-hmm. we, we wake up that child. And that, I think that is just liberating. And then also that, also we, also we remove all these uh, layers of what society uh, created around us, but at the same mm-hmm. time, also when we improvise, also we we give truly what is inside of us, because what we put on stage, what we bring in these exercises, when when we, we create a story together, we will work with the images that we have within ourselves. Uh, so I, I think it's crucial to go through the experience, and then, yeah. and then to understand what it does to you. And then, so that from then, from a youth worker point of view, okay, like, so how can I use it in my own reality? Okay, like, because improvisation is, is really used for, for, for 
public speaking. Uh, it, it's it's used for in, in language teaching. Also, people uh, use it uh, to, uh, in math classes. Mm-hmm. You can use it in diverse ways. Also, yeah, because what what you're saying is that um, it doesn't mean that you're gonna train young people to act improvised theater on stage. That's not no, the main goal. No. It's That's a practice. From what I understand, what you're saying is a practice. You play together these exercises, these games that kind of get you into the mood, open up the imagination, and you practice the skill of improvising. Yes. Right? And, and the set of skills it requires. And the sub-skills. Uh, yeah. 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 And then, of course, there is a different level. If you, with young people also, like I think with teenagers, you can already start performing, start practicing like uh, mm. improvised theater, but then mm-hmm. that's a different mindset. Okay. And I think mm-hmm. that's a different right. type of training as well. This uh, podcast is funded by the, the Erasmus the Plus Youth Watch program powered by Team Mice and the editorial board of UMAC University of Applied so Sciences. Cari Kero, Jan Roxa and Christina Vesama with the support of all the can, Future Labs partners. They can apply one of these uh, accepting, okay, like, Uh, he, he, there is my brother and sister and then proposing something instead of saying no I just like I might be curious what my sister and brother uh, propose yeah. Yeah, like should we eat pizza uh, yes and maybe a <laughs> salad <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I think it can be very very interesting also in, in, the, in, our, in our days where there is so many Uh, very radical point of views over the world, over politics, of everything. This idea to explore the other's opinion to to will to help us find common ground, mm-hmm. right? To to help us find common ground in arguments by being curious and exploring instead of just saying you're wrong. Yes. What you're saying is wrong. What you believe in is wrong. You are wrong as a person. So. I think it can be a very crucial skill for um, holding dialogue nowadays. Like in, in, improvisation cannot, uh, the story cannot move forward without accepting and understanding the other person. Maybe Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I, I, I wanted to, to understand uh, from uh, your experience in uh, improv with youth, works, youth workers, some examples of people doing things wrong, not, not naming people, but some practices that you see that are not very uh, helpful. helpful. Uh, yes. And then I, I see that uh, improvisation is often used uh, as energizer. And for, there is a, for instance, uh, I saw it in a, in a human rights context, for instance, and then it was a session And then, okay, like uh, the the attention was becoming low, and then after lots, lo- long discussions, uh, the participants couldn't pay attention anymore. So I think I w- yes, I was also one of the participants. And then in a moment, okay, like let let's stand up, let's uh, get energized. One of these applied in exercises, and I was not sure also that that the person knew that what whether it was improvisation or not. Mm. And then uh, what happened? We sat back, and then in five, ten minutes again, the the focus was low. And uh, for me, also, I think when I pick carefully these exercises, also I think I use the very same exercises other people do. So it's it's nothing that there is something new and inventive. It's the very same exercises. Mm-hmm. Like carefully choose these exercises for the energy level, also to to use them to warm up uh, the group for the next. Uh, for the next session so that also like 
to have a flow within these uh, exercises. And I don't see that much happening when people are not that much familiar with the method itself. Exactly, exactly. Also because I think you need to extract something from the exercise, right? You want people to be practicing something that will take them to the next step and the next step. If you're just going to do an exercise and then go back to the same pattern as before, you're losing that potential. Yes. So that, that's, I see that as a, as a pattern as well. Right. right. Uh, I wanted to, to understand from your experience also that Is it helpful to train the sub-skills separately? For example, I, I can see that you have to have uh, attention in the present moment. Do you train mindfulness? You have to have curiosity. Do you train curiosity separate from... Or do you train them all together always? I, 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 that's a good question. Like, I think I have an aim with that, but maybe I want to focus on curiosity and imagination. And for other people, it's a mistake. So I, I really don't know what is happening in the in the group's mind and in the individual's minds and always say at the end what normally it gives to me or at this moment what it gave to me. But I'm also mm. very curious what it was for them because I, I propose, I create the opportunity, but then what they take is their choice. Yeah, and I think that's what happens when you do it with young people as well. Yeah. You might do, you do an exercise about failing, about im improvising different <laughs> failures, and there's Important. exercises specifically targeted this. <laughs> and then you ask the people, so, well, I mean, what happened? So what I happened to you? And, <laughs> and they were like, were we failing? Nope. Uh, I, I didn't yeah. felt I was failing. I was fine. <laughs> and then we need to improvise with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. But I think that's the beauty of it, right? Mm -hmm. That people take different things and... Each one's experience in the room is different. And if you tap into that, to that different experience from everybody, and if we are all listening, we all learn as a group from mm -hmm. the experience each one had there. Either they felt they did fail and it was horrible and they were frustrated or they didn't even, even notice it was about failing and they thought everything was just as planned. <laughs> everything was arranged correctly. Or that some people felt it as a competition when it's not a competition at all, right? And then and people are like, what? I won. Well, there was no winning here. <laughs> at the same time, also, I, I, I still intend to create a focus for the sessions, like Maybe exactly. mistakes and failure. And then within that, there could be little turns. And then also when, mm. when, when I really see that the group wants something else, then, then we go with like, for, for instance, I, I enter the room and I see that no one is sitting. Everyone is somehow standing and chatting. Then maybe we do something a bit verbal at the beginning. Uh, mm. really, I really try to use the energy what is in the room, working what is there also, like explore what the group mm. needs at the moment. And then maybe... Uh, that could be just one of the inspiration for me how to work with them. So, so giving my attention to the group as well. So this is a which is also a skill of improvisation. And, uh, yeah, and also this is also how I use as also as a trainer improvisation as mm. a skill uh, when working with groups. Okay. So before we finish, I wanted to ask you. Um, What resources would you recommend to youth workers uh, to start using if they want to start exploring this methodology themselves with their young people? You said it, try it yourself. So where can people try it? Is there, I don't know, festivals, meetings? Where can people try improv? Wow. There is, uh, if, if it's a theater, then lots of theater festivals uh, mm -hmm. across Europe it's, has become very popular. But I, probably I would go to, I, would, I think it's also nice to start Uh, in your own language first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and uh, there is, I think now it's really improvisation has become very popular in the last five years, especially in Europe, Eastern, Eastern Central Europe. 
I'm talking about more because mm-hmm. Western Europe has been there for longer. Go and uh, uh, knock on the doors of uh, improv schools and then to, to okay. see whether you like what they do or not. Because also, like, also when, when first I encountered improvisation 10 years ago, I didn't like the approach. So I, I dropped it and I came back to a different approach. Um, mm-hmm. There is a, so I think, so there is, like, there, there is lots of lists where you can sign up and then um, what I can, what I can uh, uh, advise is that I, I we created a, a Facebook group. It's improvisation in youth work. And then mm-hmm. that uh, has lots of uh, articles, opportunities that already we mentioned before. That could be mm-hmm. like a nice source. Uh, and then now, yeah. To start exploring. To start exploring. But uh, if, if someone, for instance, from Slovenia, then there is a nice improv school in Slovenia, and then you can go there. And also in Austria, mm-hmm. so I can basically, I think every country. It's quite well spread think, everywhere around the world. Yeah. There's improv groups yeah, yeah. and schools yeah. and so I, in almost every big city. And then if reading, then uh, if someone likes reading still, uh, I would recommend uh, Keith Johnston's book, like Improv for Storytellers. Uh, Improv for yeah, Storytellers yeah. by Keith Johnson. It has lots of exercises, and then it's a. It's a uh, then I, I think it's like for me, he's the Yoda of improvisation. So that's that's <laughs> that's the source. So I would refer to that. Okay, so we'll put those links and those uh, references in the text that will follow this pod- podcast. And before going, maybe I would ask you, what is a question? For the next guest. What is related <laughs> to youth work or just for the future? Youth work and innovation. Innovation. Uh, what, is, what would be the top three skills in 10 years to... To be in, to stay innovative. <laughs> okay, what is the top three skills you need to be innovative in ten years? Yes, ten years from now. Yeah. Okay, great, great question, great question. Very well. Well, we want to thank you very much for the time you spend here talking with us and exploring this theme. Um, we want to let our listeners know that if they have any questions related to improv or these resources, please write to us, um, and we'll try to to respond. Uh, and, in, and if you, if you want can. to leave any resources that, where people can get in contact with you, also it would be. If you want to leave your contacts, we can put it in then in the text. Yeah. As well, or you, or you, you would uh, direct people to the Facebook group. Yes, uh, it, yes, and also fe- Facebook. I'm on Facebook, so that I'm the admin, so that people can directly contact me on Facebook. I think that's easiest. Okay, yeah. as admin yeah. of the group that you mentioned, fantastic. Thank you so much, Gary. <laughs> Keep improvising, <laughs> and see you soon. Thank you so much for this lovely talk. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye bye. And that's it. That was our third episode of the Talking Use Work podcast. So keep listening. We'll have great guests coming up. See you. This podcast is funded by the Erasmus Plus Use Watch program powered by Tim Meisch and the editorial board of UMAC University of Applied Sciences. Kari Kero, Jarmo Roxa and Christiana Vesama with the support of all the Future Labs partners.